You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome, and thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, Monte Ball. How you doing, big guy? I'm good. I'm excited. Um, I, every time we have a guest, I'm telling you, man, it's like Christmas. It's, I, I always, it's, 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 it's like Christmas, man. You, you know, you, you got those presents in the morning. First off, the anticipation, right, coming into the day. And then, yeah, then you, then you got the presents and you want to open it up. So I'm excited to, to listen to our guest. Uh, but before we get there, again... All is well. RJ, how you doing, man? I'm doing really well, except for my washer's broken, and I cannot get the right part to fix it. So it's like Facebook you don't place a new washer or try to fix this one. Who knows? It'd be a couple days. You don't, you don't wash your clothes anyway, so don't see a problem. <sighs> Listen, there's many subtle layers of dirtiness, okay? Many layers. And it's not just clean and dirty. But before we get, how, how, how many times can you wear your jeans a week without washing them? You're saying a week? We're not talking months. All right, let's get to the let's get to the guest. <laughs> All right, let's get to the guest. Uh, without further ado, <laughs> we're very very excited to be joined by Brandon, better known as the Bear Project from Twitch.tv slash the Bear Project underscore. Brandon, awesome. how are you doing awesome. today? Hello, everyone. Um, doing great. Uh, it's a little gloomy out, but mm. hey, I'm I'm up. I'm I'm alive and I'm breathing. I can't complain at all. That's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. <clears throat> so, Brandon, um, we're really excited to have you on. Uh, yes, really for those for those who don't know, like you're a new parent. Like when we first started talking, <laughs> you weren't a parent yet, but we knew it was going to happen. So I'm glad everything went amazing and yep. you're able to join us today. Yes. Um I guess let's just like what was the transition from expecting parent to now parent kind of mm. uh can you put it into words I guess that transition that happens there. Um cuz it is yeah. tough. It is tough. Yeah, and uh I think you know um for me I might sound weird, but I, I didn't experience a feeling of nervousness as, at all. Like I was more so excited because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now by myself, I feel very strong and very confident. But now mm-hmm. I literally feel like I have a t- like I have a tether that's holding me down to the ground with this little one now. And, uh, you know, the whole process, you know, it, it wasn't, it was tough. It was, it wasn't easy, you know, just dealing with, um, just dealing with my partner and, you know, some of the changes that she was going through and just being supportive and like being patient. I think that, I think that's the biggest thing, uh, is, is supporting your partner, being patient because they're going through a lot, but also don't forget, like you're important too. Even with everything that's going on, don't mm-hmm. forget, you know, your your health and how you feel and your feelings and everything as well. Because I think that tends to happen a lot. I feel like um, because we as men don't bear children, 
we tend to get like put on the back burner. Like, oh, they'll be okay. They're not. They're not going through anything. But yeah. what I've learned is, as she was pregnant, it kind of felt like I was too. I was going through different changes. I was eating crazy. I'm like, what in the world is going on with me? Like, why am I? No, I shouldn't be eating this late at night. But I can't. It's like I can't help it. So it's like I kind of got some of her symptoms as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it was a very uh, it was a very humbling and eye opening experience for me because, like I said, it taught me to continue to support my partner and be patient. Because if there is any time that they would need me to be there, that would be that time. Absolutely. And did you did you read any books, parenting books, leading up to it, um, or not really? No, so not really. I didn't either. I read like right. a few chapters, but I didn't. I just couldn't do it. I don't know why. I, I could not. It was like it was like a huge chore to me, and I couldn't yeah. figure out how to do it. But the one thing that I took away that they talked about at the beginning is something that you talked about. There is like when you your partner is pregnant and you know like everything leading up to it, like we as men do go through changes and we do experience like, you know, mental and physical changes along with it. It's not to the same level of women, but it's still like, it needs to be like, people need to understand that too. And, uh, you know, be you having that perspective is just, that's, that's incredible. Like already, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, look at it, you know, we do have, we have single parents and I mean, Man, uh, just being a single parent, I can imagine how tough that must be. But like, you don't hear fathers saying "Happy Father's Day" on Mother Day on Mother's Day, but you do hear them saying "Happy Mother's Day" on Father's Day. Yeah, kind of weird to me because it's like you know, I I get it. You know, you're playing both mommy and dad, but that's still not your day. You're not a father. You're just a mom who has to, who has an unfortunate situation that they have to play both roles. And much respect to the the women that do play both roles because I mm-hmm. can imagine it's not easy, especially with boys. But um, I think fathers need to be celebrated too, especially the ones that want and will be there. They, you know what I mean? We mm-hmm. we look at the deadbeat so much that it overshadows the dads that actually put in the work that are putting in like sometimes overwork to try yeah. to be in their child's life as much as they Absolutely. can and Absolutely. there being so many gates but them fighting through those gates to get to be in their child's yes. life like hey, yes. yes absolutely yes. that needs to be celebrated yes i agree um but i i like and then once Everybody was like, some of my friends was making bets, like, "Oh my God, you're gonna pass out when you go see when you get to the delivery and stuff like that." I'm like, "No, not like I've seen worse things than that. Like that doesn't that doesn't bother me." And I didn't pass out at all. If anything, you know, um, I thought it was a very uh, it's it's an eye opener for sure because it's like, wow, you know, that makes me have even more respect for women because it's like you guys can do that <laughs> right on top of right. everything else man that's i i don't know i did that I, I i can't put it any more clearer like that is i can imagine that is probably one of the most if not the most painful experiences that women have to deal with so for me to be able to be there and hold her hand and walk her and guide her through it um 
And then to see this little human here breathing, you know, crying and everything like that. It's just like, I had, like, I looked at her and I was like, wow, like we, we did that. We created this, this little, this little human. And, um, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a beautiful experience ever since. That's awesome. That's pretty cool stuff. Uh, how, uh, so how, how old at the current moment? He, today, he is exactly two weeks. He was born on Halloween. Oh, wow. That's a fun birthday. That's a really fun. (laughs) Everybody has a party for you on your birthday. That is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's some pretty cool stuff. And I think, yeah, the first, the first two weeks are that, that's, that you, you learn a lot about yourself in those first two weeks. It's like a a lot comes at you. As you stated, the emotions, the so many different feelings that, that you may have suppressed or, or just, Feeling that connection. So my, my question to you, man, um, and I, I already know the answer to this, but I love hearing folks talk about it. Like the first time you held your child, like that that energy, like did you feel, what did you feel the I first knew, time? I knew at that point, okay, if it comes down to, if it comes down to it, you're willing to give your own life so that they have a better one. Mm-hmm. If it comes to sacrificing yeah. your own life, I like that is not a hesit. There, there is no hesitation. There is no second guessing. There is no second thought. It, it, it will be, it will be. Mm. And, Absolutely. you know, just like when, when he slept on my chest, like as he heard my heartbeat, it was just like, man, now, like, I have to be even more careful about what I do and what I say because we as parents think kids don't see anything. Mm. They see and hear everything and they mimic it too. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. It is, uh, my sponges, man. Yeah, they really are. They as really are. a father of two boys who are about a year and a half apart, they don't just like see and mimic it. Like they, they take the parenting and do it on each other. Yes. yes. <laughs> so yes. It, do you want time out? You want time? You need time out. Go sit in the chair. And, you know, like it is yes. like, you have to be very cognizant of that. And I mean, it yes. is, it, I probably don't censor my language enough around them, but at the same time, I kind of want them to know <laughs> how I really talk like that. Yeah. But also, you know, that, yes, it is just amazing what they, what they pick up and what they see. And yeah, it's, it is, it's really cool. I know, you know, for, from my own experience, uh, my wife's first labor was uh, not easy. And uh, my first child had to be literally like a, a, plunger had to be put on his head and pulled out of my wife Wow! and i don't uh, not i don't think a lot of parents see this because our second one was so much easier and it was like he just slipped all out Mm. but the when they pulled the first time his head came out and that was the only thing i could see and he kind of you could see his eyes move around the room and like i lost it at that point that's when like i started just just the waterworks. I mean, just like with all the emotions that was coming out of everything. And then they pulled again and he came out and he was a healthy baby boy. But, um, 
just that moment of seeing him in the world and then seeing that he's already looking around, taking stock and like, it's just, yeah. it, I don't, it, it is. It, yeah. It's just, it's beautiful. And that just reminded me of uh, your story reminded me of that. And that's, it's just, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, and um, you, you know, I think, and I think that, you know, I think things like that should be, uh, should be talked about too. Mm-hmm. You know, just um, because yeah, sometimes the the they say like the first kid is the the roughest, like that's kind of like the, the the hardest one because, um, I guess like anything can go wrong, mm-hmm. and then after you have the second one, right. it's like much easier. That's um, I would say that's when you're most anxious. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, with the first one, like the first time he had a cough, we're in the doctor's office. The second yeah. one. I mean, he's got to be bleeding. We're not going to the doctor for nothing, right? <laughs> Dude, that's that's how I was brought up, being the middle right? child. Yeah, Dude, my, the second child, I was bleeding all over the place and stuff like that. And like, oh, no, you're good. You're good. Just go <laughs> get that Sprite, the Sprite in the refrigerator. And that. <laughs> yeah. And that's crazy because as the second child, like, I, I know for a fact I put my mother through the ringer. No, mm-hmm. I didn't. Like scrapes and falls, accidents, things of that nature. And now I'm kind of like scared because I'm like, oh, I'm probably gonna get everything I gave my parents oh, yeah. back from him. You gotta you gotta hope that it's your Tenfold. wife, man. You gotta hope that it's it's your partner, right? You gotta hope it's your partner more. Tenfold. Right. My son, right. so Sunday's Sunday's church, and my son the other day straight up just said he was like every time you go to church five years old go to church i i i want to go to sleep <laughs> he said that they're so honest right that's, ex- mm-hmm. that's exactly what he said they're he like said i just to go to sleep and it took everything in me to not bust out laughing yes yes oh uh, that's that's the hardest part that is literally to me the hardest i mean that there's obviously other parts that are that are difficult but yeah. to me watching them j- just observing just observe and watching them just do things that you're like i that's for sure me right there and it and it, it gets it's so hard for me not to just burst out laughing yeah. um <laughs> and two weeks old right now you, you you'll you'll get there soon enough My, and it's going to uh... be but I was going to say, my three-year-old gave me a four-minute lecture yesterday in the car while we were going to get dinner that uh, if I want to be in this family, I have to answer questions yes or no. And, uh, you know, so when I ask you a question, it's a yes or no. Do you want to be in this family? Because if you don't answer it with a yes or a no, then I don't know if you're going to be in this family anymore, Daddy. So you need to ask yourself. Do you, do you want to be in this family? He literally, oh. like, two minutes of this. And I'm like, where, where? did you hear this? <laughs> like, Who? he literally just gave you a whole villain monologue. Yeah. Literally. And it yeah. was <laughs> and it was because I said, do you not want to go to the park anymore, yes or no? And he said, yes. And I'm like, okay, we won't go to the park then if you don't want to go. And he said, I said yes. And yes means yes to the park. And that was when we started going on that. Because he wouldn't put his seatbelt on. So it was, uh, if you don't okay. want to go back to the park, don't put your seatbelt on. That's fine. So, and then, yeah, I was like, oh, this that, is one wow. of those things that happens. And you're like, yeah. oh, 
I can't. What I do, cannot believe this just happened. <laughs> yeah. What do you do at that point? Yeah. For sure. Um, and then uh, another thing, and I'm actually glad that uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually glad that um, it's 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 kind of ironic, but it's so awesome that uh, you know um, you guys are you know one of you is Caucasian and the other one is is black, like so. Of course, my partner is Caucasian mixed with other things, and so I'm, and I'm black mixed with other things. So it's like how we as fathers we have to teach our children uh, that color doesn't define character, mm-hmm. especially now. Mm-hmm. These times, mm-hmm. this world is absolutely nuts. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys have oh, yeah. seen all the craziness. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just think that we as parents have to, um, we have to inform them about certain things because you don't want your child to go into the world and say, or, you know, do the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like I want to, mm-hmm. I want to be able to teach, I, and I know it's going to be it may be tough for my son because he may not, he may or may not get the, the issues that I've gotten. Mm -hmm. So, and I also don't like the fact that, you know, some of my friends who are Caucasian, they get a bad rep for being friends with me. That should really, yeah. I'm just like, that shouldn't, be a thing mm-hmm. as long as i'm not putting my friends in imminent danger exactly or putting them in bad situations i don't understand what the problem is so you know i think i think that's another thing we should we should teach our children to you know your the 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 color of your friends doesn't define who they are it's how they treat you and how they treat themselves and others mm-hmm. that you should look at yeah absolutely because this this world is just it, it's full of shenanigans, bad ones too, you right. know. And and if we don't teach our kids, the wrong person will. Yep. And you know, I've I mean, we've already seen that. So uh, Monte is my brother in law. So my kids yep. are half black, and awesome. we actually moved from Wisconsin to Virginia to be in a more diverse area, so that okay. they can be more. Uh, surrounded with people that look like them and have you know what it's more about who they are and what they put in the box that defines them rather than them being put in a box and um i didn't realize so you know my partner is a marriage and family therapist has her master's and all of this stuff and she brought it to my attention that kids learn better in an environment with other kids that look like them and i didn't know that i I'm from small town. I'm white. I grew up around all white people pretty much. Like there was a uh, few black people, you know, few Hispanic, Latino, but like there no it was 95% white. And so I did not realize that that was an issue because I grew up in such a bubble. Um but since we owned a daycare where we were at and it was all all races and everything. And, um, you know, my, my son learned really fast. He's a very fast learner. 
But when we came here, he has two black men teachers. And the first thing he commented on was, my, my music teacher, and he said his name, Mr. His name, and he's like, he's brown. He's he's like <laughs> uncle, but he's not uncle. Yeah. Those are his exact words. It's like. You never told me that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought I told you that. He, uh-uh. so, he said, so he said that. And then the other one's his uh, gym teacher comes in mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, our gym teacher was there and he was brown, like Mr. The music teacher, but it wasn't him. And I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just amazing how <laughs> early they pick up on this stuff. And it really yep. does matter. And you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, it does. And and that's interesting that he, and that's interesting that they, I like how they didn't say black. They said brown. Mm -hmm. Mm. That, that's really interesting. I, I, I like that because, you know, I feel like we're, you know, it's the the black is, of course, we're associated with that. But the fact that he mentioned the actual, the actual skin color. Right. Yes. That's that's really interesting. If you listen to when kids describe people, and uh, I know this from you know Monte's uh, cousin, mm-hmm. because I heard him talk Who? about it too. Uh, Isaiah cousin. talking to oh talking gotcha, to gotcha, your gotcha. uncle. Yep. And yep, yep. they don't. Yeah, it's always brown, tan, dark tan. You know, like the actual yep. colors. So Color. like it, you yeah. know, like you said, black is literally what white people put on it. Like that is what it is, right. and True. you know, rewriting history. Obviously, it's it's a yes. real thing, and yes. trying to teach them, and not wanting to teach them, and you know, I had to have a conversation with my son last night. Uh, we found a squirt gun on the ground, and my partner and I don't let him play with guns. Period. And if it's called a gun, he can't play with it. And I had to get down to his level and talk to him that you need to let your friend go and play with that. Don't play with it because we don't play with it because I don't want somebody to come here and hurt you on accident because that's a yeah, real they, life it, it's thing. Happened. It's happened. It happened. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. And he's a, he's a tall three, four year old. Most people think he's like six. They think he's a lot yeah. more advanced than what he is. Yeah. And so if he continues that, that's exactly he's going to be put in bad situations. And that's something that a lot of parents don't have to think about either, that it worries me sick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, at my old job, I would tell people this too. I used to think that I was worried about somebody taking my innocence from my children, but I learned that my children don't have that, um, privilege that I have to take the innocence from my children because they are, mixed right because yeah. they are as right. america defines them black men i have to take the innocence from them or else it could be the difference between life and death and that's yeah. sad that's something people don't have to think about and it's i wish it wasn't that way but unfortunately it is mm-hmm. right unfortunately right. and and you know i'm glad i'm glad that you did i'm glad that you said uh because i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna take heed to that advice you know um Whenever, when my little guy gets older and he's old enough to talk and things like that, and when he does have a situation that he is disagreeing with, I'm going to get down and literally look at him Mm -hmm. on his level Mm -hmm. 
and we will have, you know, we will have those conversations. Cause like you said, you know, um, it, it, I mean, it's happened. Kids it have been shot yes. for <clears throat> playing with toy guns that got mistaken. And I mean, they weren't real. even close. Like they didn't look a no. lot like a real no. gun is the problem. No. No. They got I've, the orange tip at the, at the end. Yeah. You can tell, but right. because we live in a world where, uh, I mean, literally it's like shoot first, ask questions later. Mm-hmm. Um, Kids have unfortunately been on the receiving end of that, whether it is from um, officers or being an innocent bystander yep. in the middle of a drive-by that has nothing to do with them, but because the people using the weapons don't know proper etiquette to know your target and what's behind it, mm-hmm. kids end up getting caught in the crossfire. Yeah. Yeah. Innocent souls who have not a care in the world and nothing to do with your very minute and small issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And now a young kid is taken way too soon before they even got a chance to experience life. Dude, we, we don't need any more of that. No. No. We don't. No. No. I think... So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So I just think, you know, I think we... We as parents have to, I, and I like the fact that you said that. I like the fact, hey, you <laughs> you let your friend go play with that gun. You don't yeah. pick that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Important, important topics. Um, and it, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that there has to be this extra precaution, right? Extra precaution that we have to teach our 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 brown children because of racial profiling. That's really what it is. Um, and, and the other side of that, or, or, or I guess what, what, what is also unfortunate about it too, is how folks out there still don't believe that it exists. Um, and so, yeah, like, how are you that blind? Like, really? <laughs> are you serious? It, if you don't see it and, and with your own eyes, the news does a great job. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And that's Very, the thing with yeah. social media. I mean, there's literally live videos of it. Live. Oh my god, it, it's like live. an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're being willfully ignorant. Yep. At this point, you're choosing not to see. Okay. Well, this is how I. It's all fun and games until it happens to you. Mm. Then, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Well, you chose not to see it. Yeah. You turned a blind eye to it. So what I mean, I don't understand. Right. Well, you understand. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> we all we we know. We 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 know. But uh we kind of want to tr- transition here. I think that was that was awesome. I think uh yeah, absolutely I think we kind of I think we might have dropped the ball a little bit. Uh and and I think we 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 would love to hear, man, about about your streams, about your schedule, you know, what you talk about, your audience, um, all that stuff, man. I think that would be um, all, uh, awesome. So for me, my uh, my channel, the the Bear Project, uh, I literally am an advocate for mental health. Uh, ironically, this is Men's Mental Health Month. Right. And I think it is 
important because we as men, society has already told us if we cry, we're soft, we're a punk. You know, even to a point we might have dated people that when we express the feeling, oh, you need to grow up and be a man. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, even as kids, oh, you want to cry? Stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. We've heard it multiple times and, and on many different occasions. And that's not the case. The fact that you have emotions make you more of a man than you think. That when you don't, when you choose not, that's not, that's called pride. Right. Pride and ego are two of the biggest downfalls when it comes to men and holding it in does not make it any easier. It makes it worse because then you end up, it's like shaking a soda. Exactly. When you pull the top off it, the soda will shoot out and then it will hit everybody in the vicinity. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you become that soda, you end up hurting the people who love you the most because they're mm-hmm. the closest to you. And they don't they don't deserve that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, we as men have to we got to we got to break that stigma. We have to. There's nothing wrong with showing emotion. If your partner or friends or whomever has a problem with you being emotional and vocal about your feelings, those aren't people you need to associate yourself with. It, I mean, that's that's it's just plain and simple. It's true. I'd like for you to I'd like for you to say that again. Say that part again. Yeah, those uh, well, people, friends, significant other, family. Mm. Hey, sometimes family do you in quicker than strangers will. Just yep. putting that out there. Uh, no matter who it is, if they have a problem with you being vocal about your feelings, I mean, it's called communication. If they have a problem with that. Those are not the people you need to associate yourself with. Mm. You need to associate yourself with people who allow, who give you the space to be vulnerable. Because yes, as men, it's not easy to be vulnerable. It's not. It's, it is the equivalent of, I compare it to being on stage and you are completely naked and you're expecting everyone, the entire world is watching you and you expect everyone to be like, okay, we'll take our clothes off too. Mm. To me, that is what vulnerability is. And not one person will judge you for it because nobody's perfect. So, you know, I talk about mental health and, you know, we have the occasional um, breakfast war. We talk about different cereals and what cereal (laughs) is the best. uh, You know, I just I try to make my channel a place where no matter who you are, no matter what you believe in, your race, your anything. You can come to my stream and feel like you are amongst family, Mm -hmm. a very active and listening family, not a family that just listens to respond, but a family that listens to understand. Uh, And, you know, we 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 have moments. We have moments where someone comes in and they pour their entire life out. And I sit there and listen because. Sometimes people don't need a response. Sometimes people just need to get it off. They just need to hear. They need to know that they're being heard. Sometimes that's enough. That's enough to stop them from jumping off the ledge. Mm-hmm. And my community is the same way. You know, Jenny, of course, you guys know her. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Another amazing person. She, yeah. she, she, where is it? Might be. Oh, yeah. It's in the, it's in the uh, cabinet. I got her, um, her mug, her feelings words mug. <laughs> because 
and but it's a brilliant idea. It is. Why? It's amazing. It is. Because, yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant idea. Why? Because we always say, "Oh, I'm okay. I can't complain. I'm maintaining." Mm, no, find a word that fits it. Mm-hmm. Find a word that fits how, how you feel. And if I don't know the word, hey, guess what? I'll go look it up. Mm. And then I want to get into why you feel that way. What Emotional is intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, you know, um, shout big shout out to her for for putting me on that uh, on that kind of notice with that. And um, yeah. yeah, you know, I play different kinds of games. Resident Evil. Uh, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, a huge Sonic fan, Metal Gear. I play all kinds of games. It's not Fun. a specific game that I play, but I play all kinds of games. But for me, the the biggest thing is, you know, making others, um, letting others know that they're not alone in their fight. Yeah. That, that feeling hurts to feel mm-hmm. like you're alone and you don't have anyone that you can turn to. Um, even if I don't have all the answers, guess what? I'm not the only person in my community. There is a village of us. If I don't have the answers, I can easily direct you to someone who does. You know mm. what I mean? So I just amazing. want yeah, right. I just I just want everyone to come in, be genuinely themselves and you know, feel like, hey, if I'm having a bad day or if I'm having a good day, I can come to Bear Stream and let it all loose and I feel good afterwards. The yeah. rest of the day doesn't seem so hard. And that's literally what my that's literally what my channel is about. I like that. I like that. I like how you, you, I like how you use the word village too. Yes. I really, I really like how you use that the word village because we, we all understand it takes a village and, and it does. And in the process of, of, of mental health or, or addiction recovery, uh, you, you, you need that community, uh, that yeah. social connection, that sense of belonging. Um, that's pretty cool stuff. I got, I got a question for you though. Uh, so the, your, the, the name bear bear, is that your favorite animal? Um, yes. Um, it, it's, uh, it's become like, kind of like, uh, my moniker in a sense, because, okay. um, you know, I went through before I met, um, my partner now, I went through a very, a very tough, a tough time with my, my last relationship. And I kind of, I kind of was a bear. I went into hibernation and I took the time to grieve process and analyze everything. And then when I came out, um, I just went like full steam ahead, you know, Mm. worked on fixing myself, worked on anything that I felt like I needed to uh, address. And I came out like a full, full grown bear at this point. (laughs) And um, even more so now, of course, because now I have a little cub, it makes it even more. (laughs) Um, But yes, uh, for me, my, the bears, my favorite animal, just because of, you know, like the strength and the bravery and, Just at, at any given moment, if my kid is in danger, I'm all right. You know, yeah. you know what bears do at that point. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially the mama bear. Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. the mama bear. That's the one you really got to worry about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody knows. That's the one. <laughs> that is the one. Nah, I'm glad you. Sh- I'm glad you shared that. I wanted. Uh, I wonder for folks to understand, uh, you know, obviously we're going to continue going here, but I, I wanted to get that part in there. People understand who you are, what your what your streams are about, 
And I think that's important, that being men's health, the importance of expressing your feelings or just being heard. I also love how you said that, too, because uh, I learned that um, a couple years ago, I went through this this pilot program, this pilot study of uh, this mindfulness, right? Three days, no phone, out at a ranch. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy who who ran it... Um, you know, he 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 took the program from Google, learned it from Google and stuff and, and taught us. And a huge component of it was active listening. Yes. Active listening where we, we, we did the active listening for like two hours where I would just have to sit and sit across the table and listen to yeah. a woman or a man talk for like 45 minutes. And they said, just talk about anything. Doesn't yeah. matter. Just talk. And your job is just to not respond. Just listen, and it and it's remarkable what what you can learn about yourself uh, when you do that. Excuse me, I gotta I gotta blow my nose here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and to and to further, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, uh, my thing was, you know, therapy helped me as well uh, with listening, and then as I'm listening, I'm receiving everything that my partner or someone else is saying to me, and then I give it back to them. To let them know, mm. hey, I heard every word you were saying, so don't feel like I'm just sitting there rolling right. my eyes, sucking my teeth, or like giving visual body language of me being annoyed with the conversation because it may not be going in my way, or you may be talking about something that I don't want to hear at the moment. No, yeah. this is me. All right, phone gone. My attention is I am tunnel vision. I am strictly looking at you. And hearing you out. Mm-hmm. And then we go from there. Absolutely. Man, that stuff's important. I, 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 it is. I'm, I, I, li- I like this. I like this. this. I like this. I was really excited for the stream because your vibe, it matches our own so much. Yeah. And you have so much wisdom. And like, it's just, it's, it's fun listening to you talk about all of these. That, topics because you bring i mean such a wide view on all of it and it's it's fantastic um you know you you talked about how us as men can have you know we were raised in this environment of toxic masculinity right like i can remember i can remember exactly everything that you said right you know quit crying i'm gonna give you something to cry about like everything even going through Uh, you know, my senior year of high school, like, you know, my very last baseball game, I'm never going to play baseball dressed up in a uniform again. I'm just not. And being told, stop crying. You're a man. You got to be a man now. Breaking that stigma, especially, you know, relating it to our next or what our last topic was, which was being a father. Do you have any thing that you're going to be working on, right? Like techniques or tools that you're kind of building up a little bit to put in your toolbox to be able to help combat not passing that toxic masculinity down to the little cub. Uh, Yes. If my son cannot vocally speak it, I want him to write it down and give it to me. Mm. Because I know we as people, when in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. When you ring a bell, you can't unring it. And you end mm-hmm. up saying things that you can't take back. 
So I want him to be able to write down his feelings because just in case he's like, mm, no, not that word. I don't like that word. Let me use a different word. That matters too. Because a word, the delivery of the word, the tone of the word can change the whole direction of a conversation. Because now it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like you're venting. It almost feels like an attack. Yep. And I don't want to be I don't want to be that parent that feels like that makes their child feel like, oh, I'm scared to talk to my dad because if I talk to my dad, he's going to like go off. No, Mm -hmm. no, this is active listening. Son, what's wrong? And then with him, I want him to say what's wrong, how it made and how it made him feel. I don't want him. Oh, well, this this boy at school, he hit me. How did that make you feel? Because it's easy to to say that, but I want right. my son to be able to project his feelings. Yeah. It's very because important. A lot of kids, a lot of kids rebel against their parents because their parents aren't uh engaged enough in asking these questions. That's why they go to other people. And sometimes it's the wrong influence. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, ooh. That technique is sweet, actually. Sorry, I'm stuck on that Getting technique. Getting them that, to that's... talk about their emotions, right? So yes. uh, that's something that my partner is really big in and is ecstatic with how you know emotionally intelligent, honestly, both my kids are already. They're already head and shoulders more than daddy, which is good. That makes me yeah. happy, too. But, um, you know, just respecting their intelligence too like if i can give a tip so even at one at two if i if i tell them no they can't do something i explain why and it's not that uh and it's not always you know for them sometimes it's for myself like am i doing this just because i'm being a lazy parent or you know is it better for them can i put my logic behind it but Also, then they know after that why they can't do it, and then they're less likely to repeat it. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I've also I've tried to incorporate in. And I I loved your answer. That's just it is incredible. I'm going to be using that. That as soon as he's able to write, it's going to be just write it down, little man. Right? You know, and and I'm going to teach my son one one quote that sticks with me. It stuck with me forever. Those who forget are doomed to repeat. You keep, you you, you forgot that you made that mistake. Guess what? Mm-hmm. You're going to repeat it. You will. Yep. And another thing that I want to do is, you know, I want to, I want to, when my son is old enough, I want to show him, son, this is why, you know, for instance, uh, drugs. Son, this is what happens when the, when you take too too much. You overdose. You know what happens? Mm. You you die. I don't want that for you. Daddy has never done anything with with drugs. I understand like now, oh, it's a phenomenon at this point. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it's everywhere, unfortunately. It, yeah. And, you know, I was, it's crazy. I was just talking to my mom about this. You know, um, I was born in 88. 
So now, I wish I could snap a finger. We can go back to the nineties, mm, right? So much easier. Without we have all this to worry about. Yeah, it was Saturday morning sitting in front of the TV with a ginormous bowl of cereal, watching <laughs> Doug, watching Darkwing Duck, Ducktales. That's what my life was. My life wasn't worrying about finding needles on the ground mm. or kids being part of trafficking. Yeah. What? Oh, no. Nope. Now, right. even more so, that's why I said we we have to be more cautious as parents. And it sucks that we have to have this extra precaution. But we and are we ourselves and we need to teach our children. Keep your head on a swivel at all times. When you walk in, take them headphones out. Don't be face deep in your phone. No. Look around. Because when you don't, somebody, you never know who's watching you outside. Right. You need to be prepared at all times. Because there may be a point where I am not there with you, walking with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Brandon, Brandon, where'd you grow up, man? Uh, I was born and raised in D.C., Okay, um, and now I live in uh, I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, yeah, I can I can. As soon as you got to that part of of what you were saying, you know, head on the swivel and everything, yeah. I was like, okay, where 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 is he from? Okay, makes a lot of makes a lot of sense, and there's a lot of truth to that. A lot yeah. of truth to that. I, I think, man, when this this conversation I really enjoy because uh, RJ, you mentioned it, Brandon, you've been talking about it this entire time that, that being the emotional intelligence component. Um, that's essentially what this all is. And especially the, the technique of, of writing your feelings down. So when I, when I was in therapy, pretty intensive therapy, um, that's what my therapist instructed for me to do. Um, I was really struggling with sharing my emotions, uh, uh, you know, love my father to death. My father knows I love him to death, but my father grew up in a household where, you know, rest my, rest my grandfather's soul, but my, my, my grandfather really wasn't engaged or involved in his children's emotional well-being. Yeah. Um, you, you, I'm sure you understand, you, you understand a little more probably about it. Us grandparents were more so of just... uh you know they lived they lived very tough lives very yeah. very tough lives back then um yeah. and so they were just focused on hey there's a roof over your head that refrigerator has food in it yep yeah <laughs> you're good to go but there's so yeah. much more that goes into raising children of course um and so my therapist instructed for me to to write my feelings down cuz i was struggling with talking about certain moments in my life and then and then a huge piece of my story is revolves around the game of football as well too. Sports, how you're taught in sports, not to show, you know, don't cry, don't show your opponent that you're sweating, that you're bleeding, that you're tired. Uh, obviously, you know, don't give up, or, 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 or rather, I should say, don't quit, don't quit, and all that stuff. And 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 for me, I think that really has to change. Yes. Um, coaches have to understand that they're also teachers as well. Um, you are teachers, and to some men, some women as well, you are a father figure or mother figure, the only one in their lives. And yeah. so, back to what I was saying, I'm all over the place here, but I think it's important what you stated right there that technique of writing your feelings down, writing your emotions down, that really helped me 
work through a lot <laughs> of my stuff and, and fixing my fixing my behavior big time. Yeah, yeah. and um and to 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 continue that, uh, it helped me as well. Um, now this conversation is about to get even more real. Yeah. Um, so it helped me through my teenage years because at fifteen. I lost my father. And at that age, that's the age that we need our dads. Like we're going through all kinds of changes. We like right. girls and all this other stuff is going on. You're like, what in the world is wrong with me? And you know, I didn't have my, my father there because he was taken from me by force. And that's why I, I kind of like left a little breadcrumb that, you know, family will do you in quicker than strangers because it was my uncle his own brother that took him from this world. So that's another thing that I have to share with my son. When my son is like, you know, dad, yeah. where's granddad? And I have to tell him this horrible moment in my life. But what I can say is I'll, at least I'll be able to like vocalize it because at that age, oh, pfft, trying to get a word out of me was not happening mm. at all. So writing it down, like, and I wrote it in poetry. That was a, that was a way for me to like cleverly write it out. Whereas though it's not so boom in your face, but if you read in between the lines, you'll see, oh, no, it's something deeper going on here. So I've learned to, to, you know, to write my feelings down in, in the event that I can't you know, um, vocalize it. And it, that goes even to, even towards texting. Mm. Because I think all three of us can agree. Text messages is way different from face to face. Yep. I can misinterpret your text. You, to me, your text may come off aggressive, but here you might be crying your eyes out as you're texting me. Mm. But I can't see that. So now, that's a whole nother argument because now I'm thinking you're talking to me one way and you're not. So, you know, yeah, writing it down helped me out so much, like writing anything down, like even if it was about myself, Oh my God, I don't like how this part of my body looks or, um, I want to change something about myself, writing it down. Like, and even with the negative stuff, another technique, write all your negative stuff down, ball it up, throw it away. Mm-hmm. A I lot like of that, things, yeah. You, yeah. A lot of things you're not going to be able to control. the The less you worry about the things you can't, the more you can focus on the things that you can. We're so bent on, oh, you know, um, for instance, you could you could think of a situation that is literally out of your control. Oh my God, my my tire was flat. We're stressing out about the tire being flat, but we don't clean the roads. That's out of your control. Now what yeah. you can do, you can put the donut on right. and get to your destination safely or put the donut on and go to a tire shop. You know, that don't don't harp so much on the problem that you just feel like there's no solution. No, there is a solution. You just have to be uh aware of it 
we harp so much on the on the on the on the problem, it's like we forget. Oh, well, yeah, I don't clean the roads. It probably was a, a nail or something, maybe some glass. Fine. Put the donut on, get to my destination safely, or put the donut on, get to a tire shop, brand new tire. Now you're back on the right. road. Right. That that you're you know, that it reminds me of we had uh a guest on that had this amazing insight and uh her final like statement to us was what you focus on longest will become the strongest and yes. if you focus on that negatives then you're going to believe that everything is negative whether you can control it or right. not yep and that's kind of the mindset that you can control you you know it's not about that toxic positivity, which is a real thing, right? Yes, like it is. It, that's something to think about because it, it, there is negativity, and you have to deal with your negativity, or else it's it's just going to eat at you. Like you said, you're going to be mm-hmm. that bottle of soda ready to pop. So that like that your insight there of being able to let go, realize what you can't control, and then let letting go of it, you know, as soon as you can is. That's that's all, and uh, you know, as an alcoholic, like that's that's massive, right? Like, what can right. I control? Whether I pick up that bottle or not, that's what I can control. Yep. And it, it, uh, it is that's it where is it your starts. Choice. Yeah, that, uh, it, starts, it starts with you. Yeah, that response time, that gap from the stimulus to how you respond. Yes, there's that gap in space right there to where you can make a decision. Yep. The goal is to extend that gap as opposed to it being shrunk, shrunk. Yes. Uh, to where you are responding quickly with anger or, or impulse. dwelling impulse. Exactly. Thank you. Yep. So the expansion of that, that time and space right there in between the stimulus and your responses. Pivotal. It, it's pivotal. It's, it, it's, it's a very, very important. Yeah, very, very important. It, it's crucial. Um, yeah. I learned that reading a book um, from a gentleman. Um, so I'm going to need some time away to really process what's going on. I see. Uh, see, we got RJ back. Oh. <laughs> my youngest turned the Internet off. It, it, he's a, he's awesome. a genius already. Oh, my goodness. He's Second a genius time already. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, just take the time out to, to to grieve properly. And also depression, anxiety, you know, ADHD, these are real things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And as much as as much as I say, you know, we need to reach out more, we do. Because we can't expect these people who go through these things to reach out. They have enough on them already. We need to reach out. Hey, you okay? Is everything good? You need to talk. If if right now, if you're not comfortable, if you're not in the mood for it, listen, I totally understand. Whenever you need me, I'm here. But we need to reach out. We can't expect them to reach out as they're going through things. That's kind of mm. that's a bit much. That's that's a lot to expect from them. So I want us to take the time to literally reach out. You know how you uh, are you OK can stop a person literally in their tracks because they will be like wait what yeah this person don't even know me they you checking on me 
this is this this is different. You may just save a life. Absolutely. And so, so RJ, what uh, I I wanted for I wanted for him to. Uh, so we recapped uh, when 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 you when you departed there for a second, and then uh, I wanted to give him the floor there for like the last minute, two minutes to kind of just just leave us with with a little bit more of his wisdom because I I think it's this. You can't express this enough. We can't express this enough um, about emotional intelligence. And I think exactly what you said right there, I think, is one of the best things to leave a show with or to leave folks with is, is that I feel like we're putting a lot on the folks who, who are going through, Yes, you know, their, 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 whatever slump. it is they're going through. Yeah, their slump, all that, uh, putting a lot on them, expecting for them to, to reach out for help. When, we got to reach out to them, reach out to folks, open the floor, open the table, red talk to, I don't even know what to allow folks create that space mm-hmm. for folks to maybe as you've already are doing Brandon, which is awesome. Folks come into your stream and, and you could be saving, literally saving folks lives yeah. just by listening. And we all, and, and we all can, we all can do it. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not just a, you know, it's not just a, a me thing. The reason I do it is it is to inspire others to do it because I didn't have that when I was little. So now I want to be able to give that to somebody who who needs it. Mm. Because like like we both just said, that is unreasonable to expect people to go through things and for them to reach out to us. We need to reach out to them and we need to be more vigilant in reading the signs. Sometimes mm. it's a little hard to, but Trust your gut. When your gut is telling you, hey, something's off. I don't like that tweet that they just posted. I don't like that status they just posted. You haven't been live in a minute. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Are you are you okay? Is everything fine? Do you need anything? How can I help? How can I help? That is really important. That is definitely mm-hmm. something that yes. we don't think about enough and... Yes. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on and you know, providing you your invite. wisdom. Thank you for the invite. This is awesome, man. This, this is awesome. Yeah, if really if people want to keep yeah. up with you, uh, how how can they do that? Yes, you can follow me on uh, Twitter. My Twitter, my Instagram, and my Twitch are the same name. So you don't have to worry about, oh, my God, is does he have different names? No, it's all the Bear Project underscore. If anyone, like I said, if you need to reach out, or anything like that. If you need to talk, please do not hesitate. If you reach out, I will definitely make sure I check in with people as much as I can to make sure that, you know, people are okay. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm only one man, but I want to inspire all of us, the the village, to do the same amongst each other. We'll be exactly. a better village that way. Absolutely. I think it's I think it's also like I, I just we're, we do you you've done such a great job brandon of of again these are tough conversations uh yes these are tough conversations and i think you've you you are you've done a from from this and from your streams uh, an amazing job of making folks feel comfortable yes having the tough conversations and and i think that's important too so i just kind of wanted to kind of give you your kudos on that man that that's that's a huge piece too that it that is. people got to understand it is and you know like podcasts like these just providing those platforms yeah. for people to speak about 
the the demons that they have to battle. That's amazing. Like that's something that I um I, I do as well uh, on Twitch. You know, I have a podcast called Deeply Rooted, and it's like, you know, saying like you guys are a podcast is a very surface level way to identify you. You guys are people mm. too, right? So, who are you as people? Not as podcasters, people. That's the part. Take the mask off. Yeah, we need to see yeah. who you truly are. What what makes you click? What drove you to be this person that you are today? <laughs> what have you gone through? You know what I mean. So um, between that and like bare your soul, where like you know, I, that's when I leave the floor open for anyone to talk about what's going on. You know, we discuss different topics and things of that nature. You know, just having these kind of platforms. We need more of them because yeah. mental health is so slept on and underrated. It is ridiculous. Yeah. It's only Absolutely. until now when COVID has affected the entire planet that mental health. No, this, this we shouldn't have a, a, a mental health month or a no. mental health day or World Kindness Day. This should be 24, 7, 25, 8. Yeah. <laughs> really? Absolutely. <laughs> For, real. For real. It should be. And, uh, you know, thank you for, you know, sharing the word and, you know, Absolutely. everybody check out Brandon. Yeah. Yes. Really, Super really great. awesome stuff. And, uh, Mons, if people want to find you, how can they keep up with you? Yes. Uh, Monte ball 28 on Twitter, uh, Monte ball on Instagram, obviously our untapped keg pages as well. Please shoot us topics, questions, uh, any guests you'd like to see. And we will try to accommodate your requests. Uh, RJ, where can they find you? Uh, I got to get from you guys, too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> ITZ Trickster. The I is a one in Trickster on Twitter. Okay. And then Untapped Keg. You know, Untapped Keg at gmail.com. Untapped Keg on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Send us messages. Uh, let us know how we're doing. You send us messages. We'll get back to you as quickly as we can. Uh, and it can be about anything. We'll, we want to be there for support as well. And, uh, you know, let us know if... You know, we had somebody reach out uh, a few weeks ago because we had a sponsor uh, that was gambling. And, yeah. you know, we talked about that and then we got more feedback and we moved away from it because that is not what we want to be about. We want to be there for everybody. And that is uh, so, you know, feel free to talk about anything like we don't take yeah. it as an attack. We take it as a conversation. And that's what yes. we want to have with the world is a conversation. Yes. So, uh, what were you going to say, Brandon? So I have a, uh, I have a guest that I think would be a very great, uh, addition. I have two of them actually that I think would be very great additions. Um, one of them, his name is initial D. Um, I'll, I'll send you his Twitter. And then the other one, um, they're probably going to kill me because I shout them out all the time. Uh, but they are very inspirational to me. Uh, Wreck It Raven. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. I think, RJ, you told me about that, I think, before, right? Yeah. That Twitter handle? I'm pretty, yep. pretty sure you did. Yep. Yeah. She's awesome. So, yeah. I actually talked to her about how That's Virginia right. is before we moved here. So, um, you know, thank you so much for taking time on your day. Thank you, man. For, Appreciate it, man. Thank you, know, you for the invite. Everything that, uh, <laughs> that you shared it. with us is amazing. <laughs> Thank you for dealing with technical difficulty of a uh, two-year-old oh, yeah. running around. Baby genius. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, you know everybody. Let's have a try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because at least we yes. don't make it. We tried. <laughs>
that's all we can do so have a good day everybody thank you alrighty Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.